Welcome to the Uncanny Adventures podcast. Hello, everybody in Twitch world. Hi. Uh, we're back with Uncanny Adventures, Haunted Hamlet of Ravens Hill. And today we have our regular group of players. We have Cullen, who plays Corona, the Bloodhunter Dragonborn. Ian, who does Dustin, the uh, Genasi Barbarian. Uh, Kimmy, Dylan. Dylan plays Kimmy, the Druid and the Gnome. And Casey, who plays Bree. Brielle, the Elven Ranger. And today we've got a special player guest joining us. Today we have my buddy Scott, who is joining us as uh, the Tenku Rustler, the Rogue. So, um, so hi everybody. Hello. Alright, so when last we played, um, the Chrono was still recovering from, uh, the, the party had left him at the Temple of Salune, where he was recovering from dying. It's a long road to recovery after that. And uh, Dustin had gone back into town and had helped with some of the cleanup and things like that. And things had settled down after a few days. And one night they got visited by a strange ghostly bird. And it drew them to the town's memorial fountain where they found one of the little girls from town, Leary, who was looking for her pet who she was sure had been killed. They were attacked by bloody ravens. They were able to defeat them and they found the bird's dead body stuffed in the fountain drain. So Aaron all the bird, it was in fact dead. And it appears that a crazy old drifter who lives somewhere in the woods around town may be the party responsible for it. So crazy, Bob. crazy man. So we're going to rewind a little bit. To Krona, who uh, has been gone for a few days. Uh, he met his end at the hands of Dustin in the town cemetery. <laughs> but thanks to Bree convincing the local clergy that it would be a good idea to bring Krona back somewhat forcefully with a loud, angry voice and a temper, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, they agreed that due to his service that they would. So, Krona, last thing you remember was Dustin coming in for a final attack before the world went dark. You collapsed to the ground and everything slowly faded away. The next thing, you, you're standing ankle deep at the edge of a lake. Alright then. You're looking around. It's dark. But there is a moon up in the sky. And at the other side of the lake, you can see it looks like the silhouettes of buildings on the horizon. And you hear a voice behind you, a very familiar voice that says, How the hell do we get here? What'd you do now? How am I supposed to know? You turn and look, and you see the small squat form sitting on your shoulder of the shadow form that develops every time you use your Oh, wait, it's a small version? Yes, it's a tiny little version sitting oh. on your shoulders. You, you have the devil on your yeah. shoulder. <laughs> His little red eyes are glowing as he's looking at you and looking out at the lake. Uh, hey, how'd you get so tiny, Asher? <laughs> I'm not entirely sure, but I don't like it. I think, it's your, I think that's your fault, too. How is it my fault? I don't know, but what is that? And he points across the lake with his tiny hand. Jeanette, am I supposed to be on the map that you're showing me, or am I not supposed to be on the map that you're showing me? What map are you on? 
<laughs> just the base map of showing me everywhere. Oh no, you're, you're you're there's no map. You're using your imagination on this one. Okay, that's what I just wanted to make sure of. So he points across the way and he says, "What's that?" And he's pointing at the dark silhouettes in the far distance. That's a good question. I don't know. Make a perception check, Krona. Alrighty. Alright. Well, no, it's just it's not finding the character sheet; it's finding the thing again because it, I'm happy at least doing that again. All right. So, um, you are looking around at this, and you don't see until it wraps around your foot this vine-like or perhaps tentacle-like appendage reaching for your ankle. Oh, lovely. Roll me an acrobatics or an athletics check, your choice, to avoid being grabbed by it. All right, then. Oh, my God. It starts. Good start. Good start. (laughs) Let's see. Ah. So, you feel this thing wrapping, almost like at first a fish going by your foot, and then you realize it's tightening, and you're yanked up and off your feet and tipped upside down and hung from a tentacle that starts drawing you deeper out toward the edge, out into the lake. Lovely. What do you want to do? Uh, can I cut the tentacle off? You can try. Alright. Make an attack. Alright, I'll activate my thing real quick. Do you run your blade across your hand at first? Yep. And it ignites with the black flames? Yep. And you swing at the tentacle? That I do. Okay. So as you swing, it arcs up so that it's farther away from you, and your head goes underwater as it dunks you back down doing so. And now you're uh, you're underwater, and you can't breathe. Lovely. It starts to pull you further out, keeping your head under the water. What do you do now? Good question. You hear a, you hear a muffled voice saying, It's dragging well, I... you and dragging you. I still have to get the thing to let go of me. You do. You could try to to break away from it. If you can't cut it free, you can try to pull away from the grapple, which would be an athletics check. Sure, screw it. Why not? Alright, so uh, you manage to pull, and uh, you get your foot loose now that you're under the water, and you splash back down and come okay. to the surface. When you do, you see four more of these tentacles in a dark shape that's kind of coming towards you. Oh boy. What do you want to do? Uh, I should probably go away from the water. So do you run the other direction? Sure. Alright, so you start to run away. It whips out a tentacle and tries to grab you again and pull you All off right. your feet. You can make an athletics or you can make an acrobatics. <laughs> I guess I'll make a acrobatics again. Alright, this time... You manage to jump away from it. As you do, you hear the you hear the familiar voice of Ashura. Pick up your feet! Pick up your feet! Run! Run! What? What? What's that now? And you turn as the moon seems to have grown in the sky overhead, brighter and brighter, and you can see this form sort of turn in the water and look back, and you see it's wearing this yellow cloak and it has a hood over its head, and then you wake up and sit up screaming. On the altar of the Temple of Salune, oh, surrounded by four acolytes and Father Grimble at the top of the of the table, as they jump away because you're screaming out loud, and then they try to calm you. It's all right. It's all right. You're you're fine. You're fine. You're back. You're back. It's fine. You're back. 
And then we'll fast forward as you rest for a few days at the temple after your harrowing experience coming back from death. So, meanwhile, a few days later in town, the rest of you, it's dark, it's night, you've just deposited Leary back at her house, you're a few buildings away, there is a spectral bird sitting on top of Dustin's head, and you're discussing what just occurred. <laughs> Wait, there's a bird on my head? Oh yeah, you still have a spectral yeah. bird sitting on top of your head. Oh. And it's uh, Leary's bird, Aranel, right? Probably. Yeah. And Rustler, you you have uh, followed from home this tapping, tapping of a bird, and you are now uh, in the shadows nearby, witnessing this trio with a <laughs> spectral bird sitting on top of the tallest's head. All of us in our pajamas. <laughs> and Kimmy's wearing bunny yeah. slippers. <laughs> yes, and Dustin has like a piece of bread, doesn't he? Um, uh, Rustler is probably going to try to try to look all cool. Is there like a tree he can lean on? Yes, there are trees. He can find okay, a tree like, to lean on. He's like leaning on the tree. You know, he's got his book out and he's like reading it casually, but he's like looking over and watching. <laughs> Hope we notice him. I can't believe you. Were I don't hide a myself. Little girl in trouble. Kimmy's just like kicking her feet. So as as you say that, you all uh, one by one, except maybe Dustin, who is dealing with the bird on his head. So Kimmy yeah, and Bree, uh, you you notice someone leaning on a tree across the way. He's this, uh, so Scott, describe yourself to them. Okay, so imagine a Kenku who's maybe a little taller than normal because he forcibly doesn't keep himself hunched over. He's actually trying to look more humanoid. And he's wearing, seriously, like full butler outfit. Like if you've seen the anime Black, Black Butler, it's like that kind of That level. is a good anime. <laughs> like it's like that level of attire. And like he's supposed to be that like equivalent, like he's fan supposed girl. to be like Sebastian. Yeah, he's that fangirl dude where he's that tall, slim guy with the long mm -hmm. limbs, you know? That's he's got sweet. that thing going. <laughs> he seems to be eyeing the girls in the party, too. But oh, when I say eyeing, I mean the Kenku, like, tilts his head sideways. Uh -huh. <laughs> and you guys are, like, you don't know him that well, but you are familiar with him. You know that he does um, work, or did work, for the counselor. Mm. So he he worked at the house for the counselor. So the one we let die. Well, the one that you never went to help. <laughs> nice. I mean, uh, it happens. Semantics, you know. Yeah. Semantics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, so you you see this Kenku no just chilling. No one knows that, but us. <laughs> right. Because the other kid is dead. Rufio. God rest his soul. Yeah. No, he was an idiot. Oh, <laughs> Rufio. Okay, then Kimmy will go up to Rustler and say, Hi, uh, were those ravens back there yours, sir? Um, Rustler opens his mouth and you hear a sweeping of a broom. Oh, okay. <laughs> and he shakes his head now. Oh, hmm. He closes, just... his, he closes his book. <laughs> you just out here hanging? Uh, he, he, he nods and he, um, he points at the, you know, the rest of the group and he points at you. Oh, uh, I'm Kimmy. Hello. I hold up my hand. Uh, yeah, he pulls out his hand and even though Kenku's normally have like the claw bird hands, mm -hmm. he has this nice silk white glove on. Mm -hmm. down. Fancy. <laughs> the hand that has the book, he has it behind his back more as like a being polite and less of trying to hide it. So mm. You could see whatever he was reading. It was—it's probably some like light novel or something trivial. 
Excellent. He tries to be as proper and as nice as possible to you. I, I, I sort of go through my pockets of my pajamas and I pull out like half a cookie <laughs> and I go, uh, like a cookie? Tilt, tilt in my head. <laughs> tilt in my head. Um, I take one of my, uh, I just like grab it like, like this and um, just gobble it. It's just like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like a bird. So. But then, then like in my shirt pocket, I have like a handkerchief. <laughs> it's solid. Wipe it off and put it back in the pocket. Wow, you like cookies. It, I say back in your voice, cookies. Nice. <laughs> Kimmy just stands there, mouth wide. <laughs> I think uh, Dustin walk up and say, he'll say, "Who doesn't like cookies?" Especially Kimmy's cookies. Yes, they're so good. And then he'll extend his hand and he'll say, "Hi, cookies. My name's Dustin." <laughs> Uh, he, he bows. He does the proper bow thing, and then he then he points at himself and makes the broom sweeping noise. Oh, your broom. Okay, I got that. You hear? Um, wait, what was what was the guy you guys didn't go help that I was working for? Uh, Councilman uh, Murick. Have you guys heard his voice before? They would have heard his voice in town. Okay, oh. you hear you hear his voice come out of my mouth, and, I, and he says, "Rustler." Oh. Rustler. Oh, okay. I think I got that. It sounds kind of angry. Oh. <laughs> well, I would also go up and introduce myself. I, I, I do the same greeting. Um, I But um, after I introduce myself properly with everybody, um, I hand a rose to all the female people at the party. <laughs> oh. a flower. I give it to everyone, just not to them. Um, probably for Kimmy, since she's a gnome, I get down on the one knee and give it to her. Oh, thank you. He's also 16. Oh, True. yeah, okay. Uh, he's, yeah, okay. He's, he like, bends down for it because he's kind of tall. Um, he also points at the bird on uh, his head again. Dustin's. Dustin's. Dustin's, yeah. And he's like, bird, why? And they're like two different voices. Oh, I don't know. It's just, it woke me up. <laughs> and and the bird will look directly at Rustler and say, "Murder." I say back in the same voice, "Murder," and tilt my head. It tilts its head back. I, I <laughs> lean over to Bree and uh, Dustin. I say, "They're communicating." <laughs> yes, I guess so. I say out loud, "The, the bird was murdered." Oh, by, by yeah. a crazy old man. I look back. I look back at Kimmy, and I say in her voice, "Cookie," and I put my hand out. Oh, uh, <laughs> uh, I don't know how many cookies she has hiding. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't have any more with me, but we could go back to my dad's house, or well, anywhere really, if we have the supplies to make cookies. You I got cookie. Cookie. <laughs> you hear a deep male voice, and he goes, "That's all right." And then um, he uh, goes into his satchel and he pulls out some of his rations, which would be like bird seed, essentially. And, uh, he, he offers, one, his wrist for this, the bird on his head, and two, his other hand with the bird seed. Uh, bird. The bird looks at the bird seed kind of forlornly mm-hmm. and says again, murder! Murder! I don't, and stays on Dustin's head. I think Dustin will say, I don't think ghost birds can eat. 
Uh, Rustler definitely tilts his head pretty harshly when you said ghost bird. Um, and he, he, he bleeds away the bird's I Dustin will turn to Bree and Cam and say, should we go look f- for the old man in the morning? Yeah, probably. I make a rooster noise. No, not yet, not yet, not yet. And we don't Trill- want to wake anybody Trillis up. Pokes <laughs> it at, Dust- at uh, Dustin's head, and you feel it, like, not, like, painful, but you feel, like, this phantom tap, tap, tap on your head. And he looks down in your face, and he goes, Murder! Murder! And then he flies, <laughs> kind of, away, and then he flies back and lands on your head and taps again. Uh, I point the direction it was flying. And I say, murder! If we, like, do I look, if I look in the direction he's pointing, do I see anything? Or he uh, flew? You you see more buildings of town, but you don't see anybody. I don't think the bird's gonna let us go back to bed for the night. Or so well, shakes his head. Murder! <laughs> Bree, you said as long as we were in town it'd be okay, so I mean, we can we can follow it a little bit more. As soon as Kimmy says we can follow it, it leaves Dustin's head again, and it starts <sighs> flying away again. And you hear, follow! Follow! Dustin grumbles, and he's like, I just want to sleep. <laughs> in Kim's voice, I say, follow! And then I say in the, the bird's voice, murder! And I just follow it. Okay. Kimmy will fall behind. Yeah, I guess so. Right, walking so soundboard. Bree also just wants to sleep. We've had a rough couple of days. Oh yeah. So Krona, you're uh you're sleeping at the uh temple. Make a perception check. Alrighty. Ah. You you hear a, a tapping at the window over your bed. Lovely. What do you do? I look towards the window. It is closed, and it is a bit fogged over from the cold night air, so you can't really see what's outside of it. Screw it, I open the window. You open the window, and you find a raven's feather on the windowsill. Lovely. And when you look out on the ground below, you see a trail of raven's feathers leading away from the- Interesting. Anything? I mean, I feel like- Krona would want to follow it just because Krona doesn't really know what he would be doing anyway. So, and you have been at the temple for a few days, kind of just lounging about, mending. Screw it, I'm going to follow said trail. All right. So, the rest of you follow Aranol, and right, right. he flies, and he keeps going to the outskirts of town, and then he keeps going, flying in a sort of southerly direction. Crap! How fast is everybody? I think I'm 25 feet. Oh, um, I I can cast Long Strider if we need to go faster, though. I just have. Rustler starts using his cunning actions to keep up with it, but he realizes right. no one else is like in a hate and like moving really fast. <laughs> just goes back awkwardly. Yeah, and when <laughs> oh. it gets far enough ahead, like it will swoop back around, and as it flies overhead, it will say again, "Follow, follow." And then fly off again. Well, crap. <laughs> I guess we gotta leave town, Bree. Yeah, Sorry. Just, we're in our PJs. Yeah. Come on. Can't we just go back and get our stuff? Put on real clothes? Real Te- shoes? Technically, you could have if you did that first. 
That's true. We <laughs> you hear um, fluttering. Slippers for Christ's sake, Kimmy! Oh, I can take them off, and I just like put them up in my hand, and I just have my bare feet and squish it in like the, the dirt. Um, I you, you hear rustling of like cloth in the wind, almost like when you're drying your clothes on on string out in the air, and uh, rustler rustles through his inventory and he pulls out a set of clothes. Hmm. It looks like nicely folded, but he only has one set of clothes. <laughs> Well, I mean, it's at least we did specify that our PJs are, like, pants and t-shirts and not... And mm. nightgown. And nightgown, exactly. <laughs> Bree's not the type to wear a nightgown. So the rustler is holding out some... I think Dustin's probably just fine. I'd rather wear my PJs in someone else's clothes. Yeah, Kimmy's fine, too. But she's like, thank you, Mr. Rustler. You appreciate it. Just would have rather gone back first. <laughs> Oh. Don't mind her. <laughs> She's very nice when you get to know her. Grumpy when I don't get to sleep. I know, I know. So you guys follow Aranol, and he fall. He basically flies pretty much south, mostly following the the southern road that leads toward the farms. Mm. Eventually, you guys come to the bridge crossing the river, and he flies Jeez. across the river, and. You all see uh, a shadowed form walking from the other side of the room. I draw my axe. <laughs> Kimmy jumps into a bush. <laughs> you yeah, hear? Be quiet and see what it is before we do anything. I, I put my one of my talons up to my beak and I make a hooty a uh, barn owl hoot noise. Then I go into the shadows. Still. All right. <laughs> so Krona, you hear a hoot sound coming from uh, ahead of you. And you see a very large shadowed axe-wielding form standing on the bridge. <laughs> and nobody else. <laughs> and, uh, you're, and all of a sudden you have this like mental image of like the moment before you died. Krona immediately draws his sword. So, Dustin, you see a, a form draw a scimitar standing maybe about 30 feet from you on the opposite side of the bridge. Dustin, yeah, Dustin, uh, not like shouts, but and you know, kind of loudly says, "Who goes there?" Yeah, hail stranger! What? Why are you out at night? <laughs> Does Crota recognize this voice? It definitely sounds like that guy that killed you the other day. Crota <laughs> <laughs> is like very like quietly, but is like, "Are you still trying to kill me?" It's- is that you, Crota? And then, like, Dustin drops his axe, and he runs over, and he's like, I'm so sorry, and hugs you and picks you up. Crona's, like, semi-hiding behind his sword. <laughs> so your sword gets sort of flattened between you and Dustin as he's hugging you. It's pointed. And there's some tears. He's like, I'm so sorry. <sighs> I feel really bad about it. So the rest of you from your hiding spots hear this tearful reunion. Okay, you. I, I I had daggers ready to throw, like they came out of my sleeves, and then I see them hug, and I put them away, and I just walk out of the bush. Yeah, I'm gonna get out of my hiding spot. Same. Does Krona now see the bird man? Uh, yes, you will see Kimmy, and then Bree, and then you see this Kenku fellow walking in a in a fine suit, white gloves, just 
walking across the bridge. You hear your own voice as he puts his hand up and goes, Oh, there! <laughs> and Krona immediately hides behind Dustin. <laughs> <laughs> I say, uh, this is Rustler. He's a bird person. We've just met him. I actually don't know that much about him. And then, and then a spectral raven lands on Dustin's head and looks down at Krona and goes, Murder! Oh, yes. And we're following this ghost bird. Yeah. Is that what? Is that the feathers that I saw? From that thing? I mean, were, the, the, were the they, ghostly? they were real raven feathers, but this is, so this... You see Kenku preening himself from feathers. So, Krona, you're not sure if it was the bird or, or the Kenku that left you the feathers. <laughs> All right, then. At this point. So, the bird will fly from Dustin's head and head south down the road toward the forest. Then we will continue following, I guess. And while we're going, I pull out a badge I have prepared for Krona, and I give him a little badge of the skull on it. You died! Yay! <laughs> Welcome to the club! Is it funny? I, I point out the one I have on my my uh, sash as well. And yes, it is shiny. Okay, wrestler immediately takes interest in it. <laughs> like he gets in your personal space like looking at it. Oh, we have a I got it. You like my badges? And I pulled up my sash up near towards wrestler. I make I make the the broom sweeping noise and I look excited. <laughs> oh. Uh well, um and I, I go around through my pockets and I just like pull off a button from my pajama shirt and I draw something really quick on it. And uh, I give Rustler a uh, mime badge. <laughs> Ego, you want a badge? I he he gently takes it from your hand, and he puts it into the satchel, and you see a bunch of shiny things in there. Looks like you have badges of your own, even if they're not all badges. But close enough. So you hear you hear a bell ding. That's, <laughs> that's a guess. Picks up his axe. The, the Aranol flew back when you opened your little pouch and landed on Dustin's shoulder and is looking, and it goes, trinkets! Trinkets! Oh. And then it flies, flaps and flies away again. I, I hide my satchel. <laughs> so, is Aranol still headed south? He is headed south. He's flying um, down the south road. It looks like he's uh, heading toward the woods. Oh, jeez. Well, I mean, that's where the hobo likes to hang out. Where else do we expect? Rustler looks nervous and makes the sound of a howling wolf in the distance. There's an answering howl from the woods beyond. No, 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 it's like quiet. It's like, (laughs) it's quiet. (laughs) So. So we're about to go into the woods? Yeah, you guys Um, will very shortly be entering the dark forest. It is is about 1.30 in the morning. Almost Uh 2. What could and go wrong? And you barely slept. <laughs> and you barely slept. Okay, I'm not turning. <laughs> oh, well, I'm not. <laughs> um, when when Krona realizes that the like the bird like bird dude is like friendly, friendly, he's like less like just scared of it. He's still he's still he's still nervous and a little scared of it, but he's more but he's also more like this guy's cool. Because <laughs> uh, he likes the way he looks. Rustler, you can tell he's trying his best to look as nice and as polite as possible to everybody. 
He like he like is trying to get like the words out to say like nice suit, but he's still nervous. <laughs> if you haven't noticed, I made Krona to be very nervous around like everything. <laughs> um, if we're gonna go to the woods, um, Dustin will uh, use his uh, merge with stone ability, which allows me to cast pass without trace uh, once per day. So, okay. uh, yeah, I'll pass. I'll cast that so everyone like so we can get a plus ten bonus uh, for traveling here. On right. still checks. Bunch so, of stuff that'll help us in the woods. So I will have you guys, since you're going to try to be quiet, I'll have you all roll stealth checks and add the extra 10 from the pass without a trace. Wait, we need to add 10 to our stealth? Yes. Yeah. Nice. Dustin is assisting right. in making sure you guys are quiet in the forest. Got an 18. 24. Mm. I'll, I'll go last. Sorry, one second. He's gonna roll all those nat twenties again. Uh, that's without the. T- oh my god! Well, so. I have like a thirty-one percent. Okay. <laughs> okay. I have an eighteen. I'm not even playing Damien, and I'm a stealth god. Thirty-three, not bad. All right, so Rustler is the most quiet, but you guys are all very quiet as you go in the woods. And seeing that you guys are trying to be quiet, when Aranol comes back, he he quietly says, "Follow, follow." And, and, then, and then he looks at Kimmy and he's like, Cookie, and then flies away. You hear a bar now. So. I don't have any more cookies! As you guys are entering the woods, uh, who would like to give me survival checks just to make sure Aronal's not leading you off a cliff? Because mm. Aronal uh, can fly. I can. Um, if I. The, the forest is my favored terrain. Mm-hmm. Ooh. So, um, we can't get lost except by magical means nice. if you're in a party with me. Um, nice. And there's a bunch of other things. I believe you should, uh, I think. Difficult terrain doesn't slow me down. Um, and you should get advantage, I think, on checks inside, like, uh, so for the survival I check. do on intelligence or wisdom based checks. Oh, survival's wisdom, so that works. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it doesn't say how much I get. You oh, get disadvantage. Advantage. I'm used to Pathfinder where it's not advantage or disadvantage. It's don't worry. I'll break. I'll break you a Pathfinder just in time to play Pathfinder again. No. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, go, we'll go back and forth. It'll be all confusing, like it is in my brain. It's fine. You mean like it already is? Oh, yeah. All right. So survival. Why didn't it roll? Oh, because you turned it off. Oh, yeah. Well, even with advantage, I got a 13. That's okay. Um, That is good enough. You, uh, as you guys head into the woods, and also, um, what light sources are you using for those that can't see in the dark? Bree can see in the dark. Um, Yeah, I I can see. I guess I have to get a torch out, probably. I'm pretty sure the Kenku can see in the dark, but knowing that some people can't, he actually pulls out a lantern. Okay. So there's... Literate. There we go. And a torch. All right. So you move into the forest and Aranol tries to stay a little closer at this point because the trees are kind of close together and it's hard to keep track of him. Every once in a while you lose sight of him, but eventually he circles back, lands on Dustin and then takes off again. Uh, But Bree. That's for Dustin. (laughs) Bree, you do eventually spot footprints from a humanoid. Their bare feet 
one of at first there's one barefoot and one like booted foot, but eventually you find a boot and then their bare feet from there. Does it look like Crazy Bob? Well, you do remember <laughs> when you chased him by the river, he had lost his left boot at some point. Gotcha. And now it appears he's lost the right boot as well. Alright, well, that's who we think killed the damn bird, so right. guess we're on the right track. And as you travel, you do find a couple places where it looks like Antrellis has mm-hmm. bedded down occasionally to sleep for the night or stay, but you don't find him there, and you see the path of these fresh footprints continue into the woods for a while. Every once in a while you hear, you know, like, wolves, you hear the sound of, like, the insects in the woods and things like that. And then the trees kind of start to clear, and you come on this, like, upon this, like, ravine that splits the forest. And it's it's pretty deep, and it's it's fairly wide. And you can see in the distance, in the moonlight, it looks like a small ramshackled hut sitting precariously on the edge of the ravine on the side that you all are on. And it looks like there's some kind of rope bridge that goes from the back of it up and across into a tree on the other side of the ravine. Okay. As, can I look at this tree? Is there like, if there's a rope bridge going into a tree, is it like a tree house? You can make me a perception check, but with disadvantage because it's dark, there is moonlight, but it's hard to see. And you don't okay. have dark vision. I got a 13. You do see it looks like there's some kind of structure in the branches of the tree maybe 20 feet up that it looks like the bridge ascends to on the other side of the ravine. So the, is the hut on this side of the ravine with us or is it also on the other side? The, there's a small hut on this side. Okay. And then there's a bridge that connects the hut to the tree on the other side. Wow. Okay. That's pretty cool. Alright. How, how sturdy does this bridge look? You'd have to get a little closer to tell. I don't do that. Um, <laughs> R- Rustler looks at all of you and does the beak talon thing and does the barn howl boot. And mm. he'll, he'll go ahead and scout if no one stops him. Uh, Kim- Kimmy will turn into a cat with her wild shape and okay. follow after Rustler. <laughs> and she just sort of like brushes against his leg as a cat. Dustin will hide behind this tree. <laughs> <laughs> like, I can't see. Rustler makes a kitten meow noise in response. Oh. Alright, so. You guys. Jeanette, you have everything. Jeez. I do what? Who? Me? You have everything for tokens. I try. Yeah, she does. Alright, so you guys. Um, move a little closer and this little this little hut is kind of set I mean it's literally set so part of it now that you've gotten a little closer like Rustler especially as you're moving forward you can Mm -hmm. see that it's sitting like on the almost overhanging the ravine like it's been built with a couple of uh, supports dug into the ravine sidewalls okay well All right. All right. So, all right. So, Rustler, you want to slip ahead, with, and the cat's gonna follow you. As quickly as I can. All right. Yes. So, do you wanna? You can still use uh, like if you shutter your lantern and uh, you can oh. keep the stealth that you had before. 
Um, oh, I, yes. I leave it behind. Okay. So okay. Bree and them could use it. Okay. I don't need it. Am I the only one that... I think so. <laughs> no, Krona, I don't believe, has dark vision either. Okay. I do not. Wow. Oh, I, I leave it with Krona then. Okay. Yeah, because yeah, so, I'm not going to use it. All right. Stick- so, Rustler and Kimmy the kitten, you guys are going to move toward this ramshackle little shack that's sitting perched on this ledge. All right. So, you can see as you get closer, it looks like there is a, like a porch... That, and then there's a small door set in the wall of the shack. So no windows or anything? No, there are no windows in the shack. Crap. Is there a keyhole or anything? Like a, is there like a key lock on the store? Or is it just a doorknob or like a rope knob? Or well, how close do you want to get to check it out? Um, Russell's probably going to be pretty confident in sneaking around at night. So he's probably going to get right to the door. Okay. So Rustler moves across and he crosses the porch to the door. All right, so when you do, I would like you to make me a dexterity saving throw as the boards of the porch under your feet collapse and open to a pit below. All right, so you got a 14. Well, it was a nice camping, guys. (laughs) (laughs) It was good to know you guys. All right, so. All right, Rustler, uh, so Kimmy, you're, you are following behind him a few feet away. He crosses the porch. You hear the boards, and you see Rustler just disappear from sight. Uh, okay. So, Rustler, mm-hmm. when you fall, um, make me another dexterity save to try to catch the edge before you completely fall into the pit and disappear. Oh my god. All right, so you catch just at the edge of the pit, and you are hanging over... And you look down, and it disappears 15, 20 feet down into darkness. We see this happen? Make perception checks. I see this happen? You definitely do. You're close enough to see with your dark vision. Okay. I... Can I... I do not. (laughs) Krona does. Yes. Okay. I'm gonna go over there in cat form, and I'm gonna go out, like, right at the edge of the pit, and I'm gonna cast Thorn Whip down at Rustler and trying okay. to pull him back up. All right. Ow. Um, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> yes, this little cat. I think it's a. I think it's a saving throw, so you can fail it if you yeah, want. Yeah, you can choose to let the whip just grab you. Yeah. Okay, so you're doing this cat form, just like your tail turning into a thorn or something? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I hang my tail down and it just... Um, okay, yeah, if you if you just hang it down, I'm assuming you, somebody put a rope down, so... Okay. Alright, so <laughs> you pull Rustler with your thorn whip, and you pull him yeah. back up to the edge of the porch. And as you do... Oh no. <laughs> I am going to pull some initiatives for me. That's me. Uh, Have you figured that out by now? Crap. As Rustler and Kimmy, you hear, uh, it sounds like dirt <laughs> moving. <laughs> And Rustler, as you're getting pulled up, you see uh, one side of the ton- of this hole that you dropped into starting to come apart, and something seems to be coming through the dirt wall. <laughs> Kimmy does a stock cat's like meow <laughs> as she gets a, a nat one on her initiative. Well, you know, Kimmy is distracted. It yeah, happens. you are trying to pull up onto your tail, whether it be a thorn whip or not. That's true. That is true. <laughs> Alright, so... 
<laughs> I like how my token of the initiative is also a cat. You're, <laughs> You're a really strong cat. Yeah, man. <laughs> so, Rustler, you can see coming through the walls what look like giant centipedes. Oh, uh-uh. nasty. Which, in terms of centipedes, giant centipedes are not that huge, like but they're big. very creepy. I was gonna say, are we, are, we, are we thinking like King Kong style giant centipedes, or yes, oh exactly God. those smaller than Kimmy. <laughs> um, a little smaller than Kimmy. Actual no, a little smaller. Oh my God! They, they'd make great pets for Kimmy, is what they'd make. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> if Pleetal were here, he could cast enlarge on them, and I could ride around on the centipedes. This is true. <laughs> don't, don't, please. Yeah. Yeah, we already have giant centipedes. Let's not have giant fur. <laughs> Carrion crawler size and Titan Titanipedes. Oh my god. Yikes. Um, Alright, so. Alright, so. Oh, um, you know what? Yeah, there's a bunch of them pot, like starting to crawl out of the woods. And eventually you count uh, four of them. Go away. <laughs> Okay. Um, if if I click one of my features, will it pop up in the roll twenty? It should. It should. Yeah. Okay. I just want to double check this. Um, okay. It, 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 I'm looking at fancy footwork. Um, mm-hmm. Is Kim the cat within five feet of me? Uh, yes. Should be. Okay. All right. So, so Corona, uh, you hear the cracking of boards up ahead where. Kimmy and Rustler just went to a few seconds before, and right. you hear all this noise, and you see Rustler disappear from sight for a second, and there's all this stuff going on. You're not really sure exactly what's happening. What do you want to do? Uh, let's see. I can see the centipedes at them in the No, distance. they're actually in the pit, like crawling oh, okay. out toward, uh, toward uh, Rustler. Kimmy, Kimmy would be back a little bit, so Rustler would have fallen right. around there. Oh, okay. Yeah. Gotcha. I see. So, I guess if I heard what, like, just a bunch of ruckus going on over there, I asked what's going on. So you hear, you guys hear Krona's voice. What's going on? You <laughs> say, Kimmy's a cat. That's helpful. <laughs> wrestlers only mimicking. So, well, yeah, but he can he can still communicate with his mimicking voice. He can. He <laughs> to can. a degree. Exactly. To a degree. <laughs> okay. What, 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 so what do you want to do, Krona? Because uh, you get a meow in return at first. <laughs> is it just a regular meow or is it a meow? It's a, it's a meow meow. Okay. A distressful meow. Got can it. Krona tell it's a distressful meow? Yes, I think <laughs> Krona knows a distressed meow. All right. <laughs> okay. I make the sound of shattering vase. I don't know. This is the closest noise I can think of to danger. <laughs> For a butler. And now you can see where the pit is on my map. Oh, okay. Alright, so what do you do, Krona? Damn. I guess Krona will go over towards the screaming pit. Alright, so you move over and you can see a Rustler has been pulled out of what appears to be a pit. And you see some small forms slithering up out of it. And it will take a double move to get all the way to the pit. I guess I'll go to, like, here, because Crota doesn't exactly want to 
go up to the centipedes if she could wait. Can you see him right now or no? No. You okay, just see a then shadowy guess, movement, yeah. I, I guess I'll like go like here behind them to try and like Okay. Help if need be. Alright, so you now you can see these forms slithering up in this hole. Oh lovely. Alright, Rustler, what would you want to do as you have gotten out of the pit safely, but there are centipedes crawling toward you all. Okay. Um I have allies within five feet, so I would get my sneak attack bonus. However, I didn't put it on my character sheet. All right, so um, if you click your attack on your sheet that I put in roll 20, mm-hmm. once you, if you hit, you click on the, the weapon part at the underneath it. I've yeah. added your sneak attack in there if you get oh. it, so it automatically oh, okay. populates for you. Okay, so that, that helps. The, the closest centipede to me um, I quickly just, as I'm unsheathing the rapier, I slice it. Okay. So, a 16 will hit. So you click on rapier underneath your where you uh, have it there in your little box, and it should populate the damage for you. Oops. Oh no, uh, if you click in the actual chat window, oh, where it says rapier. Yeah. Yep. Alright, okay. so you do 7 points of piercing damage and 6 points of sneak attack damage. And if you hover over it, it'll show you 2d6 for the sneak attack. Oh, yeah. So it populates. So you actually uh, cut this centipede in two as it's coming up over the top of the pit. You just cleave it apart and it falls back into the pit dead. Alright, so anything else from Rustler? Um, I mean, he would like to move people out of the way, but he can't do that. Okay. Sorry. Alright, so Um, go ahead. Um, I guess I make the sound of whatever kind of bird would want to... Oh, woodpecker. I make the sound of a woodpecker at these things to try to... Ooh. <laughs> roll, roll me an intimidate you, check with that. Woodpeckers. Yeah. Who's their natural enemy, Jeanette? I know. Does he get advantage? Oh, <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. He, he gets advantage for being a woodpecker. So, so these things do appear to be afraid. Uh, you actually got an 18, Scott, because it, uh, it rolls with and without advantage. So uh, you actually got an 18. So yeah, these uh, these things are crawling up and then they start to crawl away from the sound of the woodpecker <laughs> toward the other like side because they don't like that very much at all. <laughs> all right. So meanwhile, Dustin, you are standing off to the side with Bree. Krona has run off and you hear all this noise happening at the front of the little hut. Okay, Dustin will say, I guess it's time to go swing the axe. And he'll, uh... Seriously, that's what you're gonna go with? Yep. <laughs> I love Not it. Don't make fun of Dustin. Uh, I guess I have to double move. So, uh, I will do that. I'll just get up there. Okay. And yeah, I guess that's it. Because it's two move actions to get there, right? So no, it's a dash, no yeah. You'd have to dash over to get to him. Okay, then I dash. And I have my axe out. Alright, so once Dustin dashes over... Bree, Dustin runs. What do you want to do? I'm gonna run over as well. Ah, shit. That's a single move action. I probably can't see the centipedes because they're in the wall of the pit. Yeah, they're still a little uh, out of your line of sight. I'll get in and see what's going on. Okay. Then I can't do anything. Yep, so you definitely see these creepy crawlies coming up out of the pit. And kitty cat, Kimmy, what Hmm. do you want to do? I'm going to use my other wild shape 
and you see the the little kitty form suddenly grow <laughs> as the little kitty becomes a panther and nice. lets out a and sort of just swats down at the centipedes in the in the pit. Wow, you do have tokens for everything. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, I love my twenty-two to hit. Yes, so you swat down and you do make contact with the centipede crawling up toward you. Very nice. Okay. Six slashing damage. All right, six slashing. It is still alive, but seriously injured by that. Okay. Um, Kimmy Panther is going to. So, how big is the pit? Like around. It, it literally takes up, like, the space of where the porch was. So oh, it's okay. 10 by 10. So it's the whole thing. Yeah. Okay, then I'm going to use my panther climbing speed to climb into the pit next to the centipedes. Okay, so you're going to climb um, in. Yeah. So Kimmy is now in the pit, on the, like, climbing around. Swatting with my paw. All right. So seeing as you've now climbed into the pit... And mm-hmm. they don't they don't really want to go near this woodpecker. They're gonna swarm this panther. Alright, come on. Alright, so it. let's see. When they do. I have more AC as a panther than I did as Kimmy in for her pajamas. Fair. So Alright. So they come creeping crawling on top of you and they start biting at you, Kimmy, yeah. the panther. And first one bites and gets a fifteen to hit. That hits, yes. The second one bites and misses, nope. and, and you, you kind of shake that one off. And the third one oh. just bites right into the back of your neck and the small of the neck where you can't get to it, so it's kind of <sighs> hanging on. All right, so you're going to take... Okay. You take piercing damage, 10 points of piercing damage, and okay. then you feel this... Ooh, what is that? Like, it's kind of gross, almost like they're spewing something in. Can I get a constitution saving throw from Kimmy? Ah, oh, darn it. Okay. 14? 14. Alright, so you're only going to take half of the poison damage that seeps Thank in. goodness. So, Kimmy, you'll take five points of poison damage. Is it... Oh, that... that... It burns. Right. It burns. Yikes. <laughs> Alright. So, after... Then it is going to be Krona's turn. So, Krona, you see this panther getting chewed on by centipedes in the pit. Cool. They are close enough if you get up to the edge for you to swing down at them. Uh, well, I guess Krona will do that. Move up and you can see these things crawling around. Alright. Do the thing and then attack. So you slice open your arm. And so, Rustler, standing next to him, you watch him just bring his blade down his arm, and it just starts to drip with blood. And then his blade starts to glow with black fire. Does any of it get on me? None of it gets on you. Okay. (laughs) But you do see this shadowy form start to sort of coalesce behind him, and it's sort of like up by his, like, back. And it appears to be just sitting on his back, like, almost like riding piggyback style. It's this tiny little shadowy form that appears on his back. Oh, it's a teddy bear. Aww. It's like one of those teddy bear backpacks. 
The rest of you hear a very familiar voice say, Stab it! Cut it in half! This asshole again. Panther, Kimmy, just like, oh no. <laughs> They're wrong. Yeah. We don't like him. I'm pretty sure a 22 hits. Uh, a 22 definitely hits the centipede. <laughs> and then that's my uh, thing right there. Crap. Alright, so that's gonna be a lot of damage. And I believe that one's already been hurt by our friend Kimmy. Indeed. Lovely. So that one will also die. Krona did it. Yes, Krona hey. kills a thing. The shadow makes you actually you actually feel like a kind of a tap on your head, like almost like you know, which like patting you like happily. <laughs> you did a good job. And then after Krona slices it in half, Rustler, what do you want to do? Oh, we looped back around. We mm-hmm. have so, looped back around. So, um, well, let me. I would like to switch spots with her. Oh. But I don't think I can do that because she's down in the pit, and I'm not in the pit. And that'd be too much movement, right? Yeah, it's because uh, it's 20 feet down, so she's kind of on the wall with her claws. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's a little bit tough for you to get in there. You could move around to the side of the porch and kind of go over the edge of the porch to stab at these things. They've come almost to the top. Um, I I sometimes enter and I try to distract the centipedes with me as much as I can. Okay. Oh. So yeah, you stab at them. So do you come around like this side to get a get a swing at them? The other side? Yeah. Alright. So there you go. All right, so, yep, you do swing, and it kind of uh, moves down the wall a little bit of the pit, so you don't get a good stab at it. And then, do you have anything else you'd like to do? As a cunning action, I flick the blood off of my rapier in frustration. (laughs) Uh, Dustin, make a dexterity save to not get blood flicked on you. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, let's see. 14. All right, yeah, you, you managed to not get blood from the rapier flicked on your skin. Same. And then yeah. it's your turn, Dustin. So can I hit this one with my axe? Am I yeah. close enough? Yeah, you can okay. swing overhand and come down and try to leave it in I'm the I'm going to do it. I'm going to try to hit this guy. Yeah. No, I guess not. I yep. don't. So you bury your axe in the side of the pit hole. And the centipede, for a second you think you did it, and then the centipede crawls around the blade of the axe. Uh, in perfect, perfect condition. Still fine. Okay. All right. That's it. Bree, what would you like to do? Well, the only place I can get in is here, right? Yeah, you see that you could go to the other side of the porch and come over the little railing at him. Uh, okay. I'm gonna use my short sword then. That definitely hits. Alrighty. It's alright, you got 10 piercing damage. That is, you slice down and cut its head off. The bottom part of the body wriggles for a few seconds, and then it falls into the pit and dis- disappears to the bottom. Alright, that's it then. Okay. <laughs> Wasn't expecting these things to be that easy. Hmm. Knocking on wood right now. Yeah, as you, uh, as you say that, you hear... Intruders! Intruders! And you hear a twang of a crossbow. <sighs> from across the ravine. Sorry! <laughs> and a crossbow bolt fires at Bree. 
God damn it. Come on the other side of the building and in sight. Oh boy. It thuds into the wall of the hut next to your head, Bree. And just <laughs> and you hear ha, 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 You won't get me! You won't get me. Alright. You know who this is. So after that. And since Rustler is so close, and it doesn't realize that it's the same creature that made the hooting sound, or the woodpecker sound, excuse me, it is going. So it comes crawling up and attempts to bite you, Rustler, and it will get a 20 to bite you. Yeah, that definitely. <laughs> All right. So I will need a constitution save as it nibbles into you. Mmm, yummy. <laughs> Cool. All right, so you take six points of piercing damage from the initial <laughs> bite, and then you feel the burn of the poison going into your system, and you take an additional three points of poison damage from this creature. Okay, that's nowhere near as bad as I thought it was going to be. <laughs> All right. <laughs> it's a different campaign. After Krona. What do you want to do? As you hear, you don't see this this crossbow, but you hear the twang of the bow, uh, the bolt coming out, and you hear it thud into the wood. And Bree, you see her react to it hitting by her head. So what are you doing, Krona? That's a good question. Uh, well, I can't really reach the thing from where I am. And I don't exactly want to go in there. You hear, jump in the pit. Come on. I'm down there, so it's not that bad. That is true. There is a panther that Krona knows <laughs> in, the, in the pit. You, you know, there's just one not dead bug. Yeah. Although Krona is slightly scared of said panther, but oh well. I guess Krona will go it's down to the pit. It's a cute panther. Don't worry. No, it's Kimmy. So, yeah. Krona, do you want to make me an acrobatics to, to get into the pit safely? Sure. Oh yeah, so you just sort of leap down using one hand to guide yourself over the edge, and you land in the pit, swinging your scimitar, which hits. Wow. And you slash into this little creature as you go down. You don't even wait, just slash across its belly. And it looks like it's it's maybe going to hang on, and then the black fire for your blade burns through the insides. And it falls dead. And as you hit the bottom of the pit, it lands next to you, dying. Nice. And now you are 20 feet down in the pit. And you hear from you hear from across the way, You're not gonna get me! Rustler, what do you want to do? You you are surprised by this crazed voice. Mm, uh, I'm assuming I see from the rest of the party uh, some form of remembrance so that they know this person. So uh, I'm going to assume that they're against them. So I am against whoever's across the ravine. So I, uh, there's no real, I have to go through the door to get across, right? Yeah, you're looking at it, you don't see an easy way to access this rope bridge and very wide here. Okay. Um, I point everyone to get into the pit and um, I try to open the door. Is it locked? It isn't locked. Okay. Um, do, do I see anything upon opening the door? Um, so when you open the door, you mm -hmm. see, uh, it's just a small, like, uh, space inside. There is, um, like, a pile of, like, abandoned pieces of wood, like, long pieces, maybe, like, 15 feet long that haven't been cut. 
and there's about maybe six or seven of them. There's some nails, uh, tattered rope, woven branches, and vines. And then you can see out the other side the opening where the rope bridge connects. And you can see that it goes up to an, a landing on a little tree fort that's built in the cedar tree across the way. That's the crazy man yelling in the distance. Maybe, <laughs> <laughs> um, Why did I not get a ranged weapon? Alright, well, I, I go in, in here and I, like, hug the wall so I have complete cover. But I stay in this, this room. I don't go across the bridge yet. So you uh, just want to make me an acrobatics just to not fall as you climb over the railing and go through the door? Yeah, sure. Alright, yep, so you just carefully go up over the railing and slide into this door with all these things. So you are inside this little hut and you kind of duck along the wall. Alright, so Rustler has gone inside the little shack. Dustin, what do you want to do? Curl is at the bottom. Can I see in trellis? From here, you have no line of sight on him. You, can can have, I, you can't even really see the tree fort too much because you're on the other side of the building. So, but like, if I so if I came around here, can I make a I, perception check? Okay. Yeah, I guess I don't see him. Yeah, you see the structure in the tree, but it's all shadowed in the dark, and the moonlight doesn't really penetrate enough for you to see where exactly he is. So you don't okay. have a line of sight to him. I'm gonna um, yell and just like at the structure itself the, across the ravine, and he's gonna say, "Unchallis, we're here to talk to you. Stop shooting crossbolts at us and come talk to us." And I'm gonna try to intimidate him. Okay. To do what I want him to do. So I can roll that. I guess I don't. All right. So as you're yelling that and telling him to come talk to you. Aronol flies in and lands on your shoulder again, mm-hmm. and Entrellis just starts screeching from the tree fort. No! You brought them here! They- I- Dave, this is my safe place! My safe place! My safe place! No! And he sounds very agitated by- I- I say, I'll- I'll make the bird go away if you come talk to us. Aronol murder! Alright, so- Um, I think- Ah. Uh... Trying to decide whether I want to take a shot at him or not. Because I can see him, right? Um, so what you can see with your dark vision, you see this this fort in the tree. Um, you see that it looks like there's not so much windows as there's these smaller sort of like arrow slit type cuts. And mm. you can just sort of make out movement behind the one in the corner by the rope bridge. He looks like he's inside probably and using the the walls for cover so he's not out in but you might no. be able to get a shot through the arrow slit to get him yeah i'm gonna try because i mean he did shoot at me okay um and if i don't actually hit him it might be a good form of intimidation oh, a 24 God. 24 that is definitely going to hit him even through the arrow slit so he will cry out and yeah, well, he shot at me first, and he killed the damn bird. It's true. He cries out in pain as the arrow you shoot disappears through the slit, and you realize it hit its mark. <laughs> All right. Do you want to stay where you are, Bree? Yeah. All right. So after you, you hear the sound of 
him reloading his crossbow. I'm going to shoot again. Now you've you brought that damned raven to his <laughs> home. And he is not happy about this at all. I don't care if he's happy or not. He gets a 19 to hit you, Bree. That hits. Alright. Eight points of piercing damage as you are hit in the like upper right chest with an, a bolt from his crossbow. Wait, did you roll a d8 or just an 8? I rolled a d8. Okay, because it just says roll an 8. I'll double check. <laughs> oh, yeah, it does. Oh, yeah, I, d I guess I didn't. So it's four okay. points of piercing damage. Thank goodness. <laughs> Good catch there. Yes. <laughs> Wait, maybe not. Maybe I just rolled eight. It, it gets maximum damage every time. No reason not to. All right. So, so he shoots you. Krona, you are at the bottom of this pit now. You're 20 feet down. Lovely. What do you want to oh, do? I go, I go after Antrellis. Yeah. Um, I'm not in the order. Oh, shoot. You disappeared. Because I changed. I switched you. Yeah, you go after yep. Antrellis. Here, I'll add yep, you. Down. Good oh, call. Okay. I just know I have a four. <laughs> I know you so. have a four. Yep, so Kimmy, you're actually next. Synchrona's down at the bottom of the pit. Okay. Um, then I am going to climb around the side and follow Wrestler into the house. Okay. Um, I have 50 feet of movement as a panther, so I'm going to... I'm going to double move across the bridge over to the treehouse as a panther, just <laughs> sprinting Ooh. towards the door. All right, so... So you move out to the rope bridge, which is a pair of ropes linked at the back of the shack, and yep. it links the tall cedar above this deep ravine. Alright, so you have a climb, so I'm not going to make you roll an athletics check. That's good. <laughs> but I do need you, uh -huh. or actually I'll do this, when you get halfway across the bridge, mm -hmm. as you are running at full tilt over this bridge, uh, you hear a ting! like a snap of a little ah. tiny clear string. And you see from the trees on the other side of the ravine, a rope drop and it has a giant ax blade attached oh at the God. end of the rope. And it just swings down and towards you on the bridge. So I'm going to roll to hit you. Oh no. <laughs> what is the, what is the panther's expression? Fucking ah. <laughs> horror. Cases. Later, dudes. <laughs> Alright, so where did it go? There it is. Are you going? Yeah. Alright. See you later. Leaving. Oh it's my god. 25 <laughs> to hit Kimmy. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so. And then. Oh, wow. What are we going over here? There's a lot of talking in the back. Alright, so it does. Six points of slashing damage to Kimmy. Okay. And it Holy. also runs across the ropes of the bridge and frays, uh -huh. and frays them slightly. Yeah. As, Kimmy, you make it all the way across the bridge. Yeah. But as I do, I turn back into a gnome. Oh, I no. just yeah, I have this big cut through my pajama shirt. I'm like, oh. It's no good. It's no good at all. The other side of the bridge, standing on this little tiny porch in front of a door on the other side when you get there. Is that all? That's all I can do for right now, so, all yeah. Right. So, Krona, now you're at the bottom of the pit by yourself. <laughs> Lovely. Panther's gone, all your friends have, are doing other things. 
It's just you and your little shadow friend who's patting you on the head. What do we do about this now? I guess you have to go up unless you can walk through ground. Yeah, I guess I, I guess I just go over, go up. So, do you want to? Would you make me an athletics check to try to climb out of the pit? Sure. Oh, okay. Yeah, so you pull yourself up out of the pit next to Rustler inside of this little hut. Just in time to see the axe blade swing and turn Kimmy back into Kimmy as she finishes her run across the bridge. Lovely. What else do you want to do? So that was your movement up and out. Well, considering I saw a giant axe swing at Kimmy, I don't want to go that way, I don't think. Maybe not. It's fair. So you just wait for the rest of your group to get done with whatever they're doing? I suppose so. Okay. So meanwhile then, Rustler, you are now in the in this little ramshackled hut. Krona standing next to you. What would you like okay. to do? Okay. Um, Rustler was trying to be like, everybody stay safe, take cover. I'm going to be this dumb guy who's going to go in there and try to take care <laughs> of everything himself. So he's a little flustered. You see his, like, his feathers are a little flustered. Um and especially since Kimmy went over and uh, got hurt. Mm-hmm. So um, the axe continues swinging. Does it look like it's coming back? Uh, it, it's, yeah, it kind of swings over and then it swings back with the momentum and then over again. Ugh. Okay. Um, and for risk of the rope bridge actually completely cutting, um, is there any way I could roll to hit the rope that it's on with a throwing dagger? Sure, I would. Uh, you'd have a disadvantage just because it's a kind of a hard target. It's just this little rope, but I would say, yeah, you could try to throw and sever the rope. Okay, I'm, I'm going to try that. Uh, there we go, and dagger. Watch me get like a one in the two. Oh, okay. All right, so yeah, with a twelve, you you do manage to throw it, and it hits the rope. Roll some damage. Ooh. All right, so you. You hit it and it frays the rope and it looks like it's like starting to kind of fray and come undone. You think that it's going to, under the weight and the pressure of it, it's going to drop probably in a few seconds. Okay, um, since I haven't done any moves or bonus actions or anything, I attempt to go across the bridge. Okay, when you do, just make me a strength athletics check to kind of, because it's kind of a rickety old thing. Okay. Oh, Jesus. Cool. (laughs) All right. Uh, So as you're trying to get across the bridge, um, it's swaying from, you know, having been hit and Kimmy running across and you lose uh, your balance as you do and you start to tip off the edge of it. Make me a dexterity saving throw to grab on as you're falling. All right. So so you just grab and kind of fall prone, hugging the boards of the bridge about halfway across. Okay, as my bonus action, as a cunning action, I continue my move and get across. All right, ah. so make another athletics check to finish. Hooray! All right. Oh, okay. Oh. All right. Um, so, yes, yeah, so you do manage, uh, when you get kind of scramble up to your feet the second time, to safely get across next to Kimmy on this little platform. If, if I even get any reactions, it will be um, trying to get, like, dust and splinters off of my outfit. Okay. <laughs> So, after Rustler... So, Dustin, what would you like to do? Aranol is sitting on your shoulder, pecking at the side of your ear. Like, kind of pulls at it a little bit in the direction of the treehouse. 
uh, well, see, Dustin is looking at this rickety bridge and then looking at himself and looking back at this bridge. And he really doesn't think that this, his six, like, giant six foot frame is gonna really be a good thing for this bridge. So he's feeling a little stuck. Um, so I don't, I don't know what he's gonna do. I think out of frustration, he's gonna take one of his javelins and just like hurl it across. He doesn't even know where he is, but just like hurl it at the treehouse and hope for the best. All right, disadvantage on this. Okay, this is what we're gonna go for. Uh, oh, 17. Uh, yeah, you hurl it blindly and you hear a ah! As you hit something on the other side. Okay, King Leonidas. And for six (laughs) points of piercing damage. And from inside, uh, Kimmy and a rustler, you hear this shriek, and then you hear muttering, "Ah, ah, Stupid, stupid whispers. Stupid whispers. They won't get me. They won't get me. Alright. Then he yells, There's more of this if you don't surrender. No! <laughs> Alright. Alright, there's more then, okay. <laughs> Alright. Murder! <laughs> he, you actually hear it go quiet inside as like he realizes that you guys are on this side of the platform. Hmm. Alright, so after Dustin is Bree. Yeah, well, he said he's not coming out, so I'm gonna shoot him again. I gave him an option. And then a bird flew in. Oh, yeah. Bree just puts another arrow through the arrow slit. <laughs> it's really easy for him. Damage. Holy he crap. curses again. He's like, I'm not standing near the window anymore. Not standing near the window anymore. <laughs> so he will... Yeah. Uh, he's going to move away from uh, the window inside. You guys hear footsteps moving. Uh, you kind of hear like this... <laughs> And it sounds to Rustler and Kimmy like uh, it's moving away, but up. Okay. All right. So after that is uh, going to be Kimmy. <laughs> yep. Sorry about that. No, that's okay. I have bad news for you. I'm going to use another wild shape. <laughs> that's okay. And I'm going to turn into an axe beak. It's a big bird. The big bird of the. Oh, he really likes birds. <laughs> so, Kimmy is going to suddenly <laughs> turn to this big ostrich like, terror bird looking thing. And, uh, with, with big axe like beak, just is start. Is it a large creature? Yes, it is. Alright, there's, there's Kimmy. <laughs> oh my goodness. You're welcome. Um, I do have all the minis. <laughs> Kimmy, Kimmy, as this axe beak is going to start whacking its its beak into the door, and I'm going to whisper as a bird. But I, you don't understand me. But I say, "Here's Kimmy." <laughs> when you start pounding into the door, you hear from inside, "Go away!" <laughs> do you want me to roll damage on the? Yes, I do. Okay. Uh, let's see. Six slashing damage. Alright, so you're ripping this door apart. In fact, it's like, you think next you can just probably bash out. You don't see him inside. What you do see through the cracks is you see um, that this little uh, ramshackle building, uh, kind of a mess in there, like as you're pulling, 
you can mm-hmm. see there's a small shuttered lantern that gives us very little light. But inside the room, it's like, it's this crazy mess. There's, at the far wall, you can see, it looks like all these, like, strings kind of te- nailed into the wall. Oh and, like, God. scribbles on the wall <laughs> that you can't read just yet because it's you have to get a closer look. But it just looks like just mad scribblings and, like, notes and just everywhere. Papers on the floor. All right. So, after Krona. So, Krona, uh, you see this... Kimmy turned into a giant bird that is now ripping apart a door on the other side of this uh, bridge. All right. Buddy. And as you're as you're watching, you see the, the axe blade swinging back across, and then it snaps off the rope and falls, in, and you just hear it kind of tumble away. And you hear from inside the the treehouse, "I just fixed that." <laughs> now it's broke again. Uh, let's see. Well, I guess I will follow them through. Alright, make me an athletics check to cross the bridge. Okay. Can I do it in acrobatics instead? Oh no, this is definitely... Because the, the bridge angles upward, so you, oh, okay. you very carefully crawl your way across this, which you're going to have to stay kind of on the bridge a little bit, because Kimmy takes up a lot of room here. So okay, you, fair you enough. get about there, right at the back end of this big, giant, ostrich-looking bird that just... Uh, ripping a door open and beaking it and just going crazy. So, when you get there, nothing else happens yet. Alright. <laughs> Rustler, what do you want to do? Kimmy has mostly torn this door apart. You think that you could just kind of shove it in and get inside. Okay. Um, I look back at her not realizing what she said in Bird and mimics the exact same thing she said in Bird to her <laughs> and opens the door. All right, so you open the door. I will mm-hmm. reveal- Here's Kimmy. Here's Kimmy. <laughs> All right, so um, when you open the door, do you kind of step inside and take a look around? Uh, no. Investigate for tripwires. Excellent. Make a uh, make an investigation <laughs> check. All right. I already set off one trap, so it's not unreasonable to think that there's more. Mm-hmm. In fact, you do see that... Uh, when you push open this door, you do see about five feet into the room, small, thin strands of string that don't go to any of these strings that are on the wall. Kind of just looking like they might be tripwires. Okay. Um, I clearly pointed out to the axe beak in front of me, and I make the sound of that tripwire going off before. So there's this twang. Twang. Yeah. I'm- and um, would I be able to carefully navigate through it, or would I like it would be difficult terrain for me to avoid these? Oh no! Now that you can see where they are, you could step over them. Okay. There's no sign of whoever's doing all this crazy voice that uh, I'm hearing, right? No, you do hear like when you when you kind of get in the door because Kimmy was making a ton of noise. So once you get it open, you hear what sounds like a hatch closing. Okay. And it sounds like it's somewhere above you. Oh, oh, all right. Um, how far, far up is the roof? It's about 15 feet to the roof from where you're standing. Can I use my grappling hook that I have? Sure. Okay. I step back outside, and with as much room as I can have with the axe beak and uh, Krona on the bridge, uh, I, I give myself room to throw it up there. All right, now, just it, give me a dexterity just to like kind of get it hooked up on the roof. Okay. All right, yeah, so you swing it, and it flies up over the roof. 
and it catches hold. And you hear now, and you can tell it's outside on the roof. You hear, ah! As a bonus, as I cunning action, I dash up the rope. All right, just make me a quick athletics check to climb your way up real quick. Because I'm pretty sure he'll just kick that grapple hook down. All right, yeah, you go really quickly, just hand over hand. You get to the top of the roof, and you see this crazy old man perched. He just had finished shutting a trap door on the roof. He's perched on the roof, looking at the grappling hook, and he looks at you as you come over the thing, and he's like... I say, murder, as I pull out my short sword. He goes, ah! And he pulls out a mace. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's, that's everything for me. All right, so after Wrestler... And now, across the way, Bree and Dustin, you see uh, Entrellis kind of rising on the roof. And you see Rustler has climbed up on the roof of this. They're in the branches of the tree. And Entrellis looks like he is just losing it. Like, he's completely freaked out. What does uh, Dustin want to do? He's going to say, There's more birds coming if you don't surrender yourself! And I'm gonna try. Can I intimidate? Try intimidate him again. Sure. Already hit him a couple times. Oh my gosh, he's so not intimidating. Holy tragic. crap! More Ugh. birds! More birds! More birds! More birds! Ah! Okay, I well, guess that's it. That's all you want to do? Well, is it an action to intimidate? Okay, then I yeah, then I guess I'll throw another javelin at him. <laughs> What's the range on your javelins? Well, I don't actually know. Well, if I click it, we'll say uh, oh, yeah, 30... 30 feet. So, is that, am so I close it's, enough? it's the second number. So it's with disadvantage. So, so it eight. Miss. Okay. Yeah. So it, it thuds into the side of the of the wall below him, and he looks across you. He goes, "Stop throwing shit at me!" Then you surrender. He points at the bird standing next to him. They found me. They found me. I told you. Murder. All right. So, after Dustin... I'm gonna ask him if he's gonna come down. Do you want to try to persuade him to come down? No. No? Nope. <laughs> Alright. Because if he doesn't come down, I'm just gonna shoot him at him again. He just looks at you and he's like, Kill the bird! Kill the bird! Kill the bird! Nope. Well, you killed the bird. And he looks at you and he cocks his head and he goes... He says, uh-huh. <laughs> Why'd you kill the bird? Was watching me. He yells across the ravine, just like him. It's <laughs> tilted sideways. My eyes on him. He's so close, like his finger almost pokes him in the eye. <laughs> what were you doing that you were so mad that they were watching you? They're coming to get me. Get, make the bird go away. Make the bird go away. Dubry, are you gonna come down if I make the bird go away? He shrugs his shoulders. I notch an arrow. <sighs> Shoot him. He does not change his mind when I notch the arrow. He just looks from you to the bird. From you to the bird. You shoot him? <laughs> yep. I shoot okay. him. Oh. Wow. Uh, yeah. So, um, <laughs> stand, standing as close as you are to him, Rustler, you see this Kind of take him right in the center of the chest. And he like, is, you can see blood kind of start dribbling out of his mouth. And he just looks at you and he's like, you won't get me. You won't get me. And he's having trouble staying on his feet. But he's... Wow. And he just spits blood on the top of the... Then... 
it's his turn. He is going to... Come, come at me, come at me. He disengages <laughs> from you and runs over to this side of the roof. Oh, okay. And you see him drop over the edge. And when he does, you see, like, something pull tight. Like, he's got a knotted rope attached at the top of his of the roof. Ooh. And he is attempting to go down the nut. I mean, we'll be able to follow the trail of blood. So. so. And he is yelling, they won't get me. They won't get me. <laughs> they won't get me. He's having serious trouble breathing as if maybe he has a punctured lung. And maybe. Yeah. Alright, so, and then you hear, ah! And you he- hear, like, the hero. Don't you own damn trap. You hear a thud as it sounds like he lost his grip on the rope and he landed on the ground below. It's Casey's favorite part. Yeah. Falling damage. And and he's not making any noise on the other side of of the treehouse now on the ground. Dead. Uh. So, uh, Kimmy, what do you want to do? Um, You hear this whole commotion on the roof and then you hear a thud out back and you hear this. (gasps) Okay. I didn't. Oops. Uh, well, can I jump down from the treehouse onto the forest floor? It's about 15 feet from the platform to the floor. Okay. No big. Okay, I'll so take whatever fall damage. Make an acrobatics check to jump. Oh, okay. Uh, acrobatics. Make sure you use the bird. Yep, I am. Could you use the axe beak to, like, slow your fall? Like, just, like, put it inside <laughs> like, the wall and drag down? <laughs> <laughs> Yes, right. that's what I do. I... <laughs> so you land on the ground <laughs> as you slide down. And I I will run over to where Antrellis is. Alright, you come around the back of the tree and you see his form. He's lying face first on the ground. His arms kind of splayed out and you hear shallow like intake of breath and exhale. And it's like <gasps> gurgly. Oh my god. Uh, okay. Um, oh, jeez. Uh, I can't do anything for him right now, I don't think. Well, you moved. I did move. I'm trying to... I'm going to drop my wild shape. Okay. And I'm going to cast Cure Wounds on him. I'm going to secure his arms before I do that, though. I'm going to, like, hold him down and cast Cure Wounds. <laughs> Kimmy sits on him. Yeah. <laughs> so he's face first still, and then cast Karoons. Is that what I'm getting? Yeah. <laughs> All right. So Kimmy is going to sit on the back of Entrellis. And. All right. Oh. So how many hit points does Entrellis get back? Okay, she wants to open. <laughs> oh, okay. He's going to get back five hit points. All right. So uh, he's like wheezing. And then you hear him start muttering, yeah, birds, birds watching, bird, many-legged thing, many, what the hell's sitting on me? <laughs> Hi, uh, sir. Uh, There's no birds here, it's okay. And, and then it is Krona's turn, as you watched Kimmy run around the other side of the building as a bird and disappear from sight. Alright then. little voice next to your ear goes, do you think she's making a run for it? I thought she was braver than that. Shadow. Krona <laughs> follows, um, what's, uh, Birdman's name again? Rustler. Rustler, yeah. 
Rust- Chrono follows Rustler. So you're gonna are you gonna go up on the roof because he left his grappling hook with the rope? Sure. All right. So make an athletics check to climb up onto the roof behind Rustler. Um, that's uh, not that good. No. So you you are like climbing, but you're having some trouble. You don't fall or anything like that, but you're just like halfway up the roof. So Rustler, you just see like two red hands, claw hands, come up over the edge of the roof, slip up, and you hear. You're supposed to wrap your feet and pinch the rope and then pull with your arm. <laughs> and after that, it's Rustler's turn. Okay. Um, Rustler just saw him fall. Yep. And it looks like somebody else is trying to go up, and the only thing I can assume is it's this group that I, I just joined with. So um, I immediately go over to where um, this crazy guy went, and I see the rope. Yep, you see a knotted down? rope. Going all the way to the ground. You can climb down it. Okay. Athletics. Uh, I can't use acrobatics and just like, fly down all cool. Well, only because it's <laughs> knotted. So, but but because it's knotted, you get advantage because it's it's designed to, to help you slide down. Okay. Cool. Excellent. I think it was advantage. Yes. So uh, <laughs> you climb down, and as you do, and you're looking below you, you see Kimmy sitting on the prone form of this crazy madman. Okay, um, I go right up to him. He's okay. prone. Yep. Uh, so I get advantage on this, and she's within five feet, so I also would have gotten advantage anyway. Um, I use a non-lethal strike with my rapier. Okay. Not gonna be conscious. That will hit him. Yeah, so he's just starting to push up from the ground, still wheezing a little bit, and all, all of a sudden, and he goes, and just slumps on the ground. I look at Russell like, what the heck, man? <laughs> so, and that will bring you, as Krona gets to the top of the roof, uh, you guys are out of combat. So, uh, Kimmy is sitting on the prone, unconscious form of Intrellis. Krona, you look over the edge of the roof and can see them down below. And Bree and Dustin, you can kind of see them at the base of the tree through the foliage. You can see where they are kind of in shadow behind it. Mm-hmm. Um, if, if we're if we're out of initiative, I would like to bind him in rope because I have rope. Okay, so immediately Rustler starts binding and Trellis's arms behind his back and ties his legs. He just sort of like moans unconsciously. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's all secure and stuff. Mm-hmm. I, I, I slap him awake for Kim, because apparently she was wanting to discuss something. Alright, so you just... Yeah. <laughs> so you knock him out and then slap him awake. <laughs> I just wanted to scare him, you know. He's, 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 confu- he's confused. Yeah, he's, he's completely confused and freaking out. <sighs> well, well, Rustler's confused too, because there was a crow that was murder... That sent me to you guys, and then I see this crazy guy, and apparently you don't want him dead, so that's, he's doing the best he can. We're doing the best, yeah. Okay. Let me go! Yeah. Let me go! You brought them to my house! They we brought did, us. We, we didn't mean to, sir. Um, I, I apologize, Mr. Antrellis, sir. Um, do you want to try so, to... Yes, I do. <laughs> you can try to persuade him to calm down that you mean him no harm? Oh my god, okay. Uh, <laughs> I can assist. Sure. Okay. Offer him a cookie. That'll help. I was gonna say, but I don't think I have any cookies left. Let me let me let me double check. Okay. 
Oh my god, I found the other half of the cookie I gave Rustler. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I offer him a cookie. I'm like, is, is it poison? Wasn't... No, no, and I take a little bite out of it. No, see? Mm, you, yummy. Did you just eat my cookie? No, <laughs> not the whole thing. No, 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 it's yours. He, he opens his mouth for the cookie. I just sort of toss it in. <laughs> my my assist is cleaning his mouth afterwards. <laughs> he he freezes up a little as you do it, and then I, he just watches you, and he says, "You led them here. Why?" Well, my friend Leary was kind of sad because you killed her bird. He was watching um, me. Why 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 do you say that? He was with the others the other day. <laughs> They were keeping an eye out for me. They sent him to find me. So I, I killed him and I put him in the water. Because you know the magic, it doesn't work in the water. And then they won't ever know that he found me. And now they'll know. Who, the mini-legged beast? The Whisper. They're coming back. This is all their fault. <laughs> Meanwhile, what are what are Krona and Bree doing on the other side of the bridge? Good question. Um, well, I mean, I'm Bree probably... and Dustin. Dustin I'm says... probably crossing the bridge. To see what happened. Okay. Um, I'm sa- I'm probably saying I didn't mean to kill him. <laughs> make just make me an athletics to climb up the bridge to the other side. I'm blaming it all on lack of sleep. That's fair. Yeah, you're just super deadly when you don't get enough sleep. True. <laughs> all right, so you climb across the bridge and you get to the other side safely. And you know that they're on the ground on the other side and Krona's on the roof. Dustin, so he's going to go in this like little shack thing. Okay. And he's going to close the door. Well, maybe, no, he won't close the door, but he's going to stand in the door and he'll shout across, I'm going to watch this side so nothing sneaks up on us. And he's like looking at this bridge and he's really unsure if his 250 <laughs> pound body is going to make it across this. Okay. So, so Dustin yeah. stays behind. Yeah, he's got, uh, he picks up his torch and he's got the axe, like, leaning against the door frame, just standing there with the torch, looking out, being like, uh, it's dark and full of terrors. So, uh, Bree, when you get to the side, do you want to try to go inside the room, up on the roof by the rope that was left behind by Rustler, or do you want to climb down to the ground? I'm not gonna go up to go down. I'm gonna try to just climb down. Okay. Make me just an athletics check to climb down the tree. You're in your favorite terrain, so I... With forest in general. Hmm. Alright, yep. So you um, climb down from... You kind of lower yourself off the porch and get down to the ground. And as you do and come around the back, you find Kimmy and Rustler interrogating Entrellis, who is finishing his cookie. How bad does he look? He looks uh, wrecked. Like, horrible. Like, he... he, Probably a, a, a light wind would knock him over for good. And he's secured. He is tied. His arms are tied behind his back and his legs are tied. And uh, Kimmy's still sort of sitting on him. But now he's sort of turned over so he can eat a cookie. Okay. Then I'll cure him for one more. Okay. Um, If if I can, I would like to go back and get my grapple hook and rope. All right. Do you want to climb back up on the roof and go pull it up? Does it look like it'd be easier for me to climb up if I went walked around the base of this thing and climbed up? Uh, it looks like the rope's the easiest way, but Krona is also still up on the roof. Okay. Um. Yeah. I'll, I'll just take the knot of rope back up. All right. Just make an athletics with advantage. And what mm. did you get for healing him, Casey? Oh, there you go. 
Nope, 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 nope. So, uh, what's my spellcasting ability modifier? You're a yeah. ranger, so is that wisdom? Yeah. <laughs> it's your wisdom modifier. Wisdom modifier. Nothing. What? No. Wisdom zero. All right, so he's he's uh, looking a little bit better. Some of the wounds heal up. He looks at you and he goes, Thank you, and I killed the bird. Why? It was following me! They brought it Why? with them! Do you care that it was following you? Because the ones in the yellow robes brought them to town. Oh. The ones in the yellow robes brought the birds to town? They're back again. Do I know what he's talking about? I've lived here for 200 years and I don't know what he's talking about. Yep, you, this is new. Yikes. Uh, does Rickler know anything about yellow robes or whatever? Uh, no, like I this is, it. yeah, this is, the only yellow robe thing that, that you know I think is Kimmy no, has, saw something recently. Yeah. We saw a yellow robe when we were in the cemetery. Yeah. Oh no. He says, um... <sighs> They left it behind to spy on me. I knew the birds saw me. I know those cultists that they come back. I watched it. I grabbed it. And then I drowned it in the fountain. It scratched me up real good. Took my ring and tore up my arm. But it serves you right. Well, it's possessed or something. Hungry for blood. It here snapped off my finger. But I did it in. And now it can't follow me anymore until you brought it here. I don't know why. I'm I'm sorry, Mr. Antrellis. I didn't realize. You should be. And he wave he like he like kind of moves his hands and he can't get them, so he like shakes his shoulder and you see this little Moppet doll that's like made of like burlap and cloth shake out of a pocket a little bit and flap and he's like, We've been keeping an eye out for them for years and you just led them to us. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I don't know how to say that. Want to uh, rationalize with the crazy person. I will take Antrellis's ring that we have, and I will give it back to him. No! I will slip it back on his finger. Here you go. He kind of watches over his shoulder, and you put it on his finger, and he has another ring, like, on his, on the opposite hand. Oh. You think the one that you put back might even be his wedding ring? With the signet in it? <laughs> and he says, okay. he says, you know, they took her, the multi-legged horror, they took her, and they put the worms in her. They wanted to put the worms in me, too. But I was like, no, 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 no. God almighty. But they took her. Wait, what? Organization? The Whisper Cult. They're back. They're here. And you, they'll want you too. You messed up their... Somebody in particular? He just points at all of you. He doesn't point at, at, at a rustler. Mm-hmm. He thinks rustler's in... He seems to think rustler's in on the cult. Well, Rizzler at this point, seeing in this story, uh, actually is starting to feel sorry for this crazy man. And he actually, um, hopefully he doesn't use up his medicine, his healer's kit, but he okay. actually tries to, like, like clean him up a little bit, you know? Okay. While, while still bound, of course, in the silk rope that I mm. had. So he, he says, as you do this, he's eyeing you, and he's, like, kind of muttering, and he's like, I thought they were gone. All these years after they took her and she died, I thought they were gone. But no, they're back. They're back. And I've been tracking them. And I know their movements. And I know. I know why they did this. I know why they let this town know it all. And they're coming back for me because I know too much. And then he tries to, like, slam his head against anything nearby. Like, if there's a rock or something. 
and he says, Stop the voices! Stop the voices! Can I wrestler try to calm him down by like like a bird chirping lullaby kind of thing going? I don't know. Sure, you can roll me a charisma check to try to calm him. Okay. Oh. All right. So he he does kind of seem to swoon to it a little bit, and he seems to calm. He says, "My notes, my notes are upstairs. All of my notes. I've been tracking them. I know. I mean, I don't know all of it, but I know." <laughs> um. I don't think I've heard Kim say thank you yet. Have I? Oh wait, what? I don't think I've heard you say thank you yet. I'm saying the tiny girl voice, thank you. And um, I go up the rope to get back inside and do all that. Look, look at this journal, maybe. All right. Mm. So yeah. So if you go back up and inside, mm-hmm. uh, you see that the room is like it kind of bewildering. There is an array of scrawled notes. There's a bunch of little map fragments laying about. There's some strange equations stretched into one of the walls. And then there's all these little, like, nails in the walls, in the beams of the ceiling, all around. And there's, like, string tied around the room to everything. Almost like, and it's and where he could, he has different colored string. Like, he's trying to trace a pattern of something that's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, and you see, like, notes about, like, uh, dead wife, witchcraft. Um, you see like a part, like a little piece of like a cut piece of robe with blood on it. The robe itself is yellow and there's blood on the robe. Mm. So while you're looking at this, you can make me either an arcana or an investigation check. Uh, considering my arcana is a minus one, I'm going to go with investigation. Oh, oh well. Let me try. Yeah. So you're, you're not really sure what all of this means. Do you do see, um, in a couple places, like you see some notes about uh, the castle, Raven's Roost Castle, and mm. or Raven's Crest Castle, um, and like little scrawled notes about activity, keeping an eye on it, beware the birds. Okay, um, I, I guess I'll keep those separate, but I pretty much hoard all the papers here that I can. Okay. Um, problem for, for handwriting purposes, uh, he likes to. And copy people's all right um, and um the, those robes you'll take those bloody yellow robes as well okay you also find up here um a magnifying glass a steel mirror an hourglass and a merchant scale uh i look at my own steel mirror and look at the uh, the one that's here is it better uh no yours is much better okay i leave it <laughs> and I, I leave everything else here And I head back down and try to show everyone the papers. Okay. So, um, you come back down. So you see all this collection that Rustler has brought down. And, Corona, do you come down from the roof? Sure. Alright, just make me an athletics to climb down from the roof, Corona. Oh, okay. Well, you're using, yeah, you have advantage. Yeah, you're fine. Okay. Alright. So, Anybody who wants to look at these things that Rustler brought down with Arcana. Mm, I don't have very good of either. Kimmy will try her best. I was debating between Swashbuckler and Investigator. Probably should went with Investigator. Kimmy tries her best to piece things together. Can I try both? Uh, no, just one or the other. 
<laughs> Darn it. I know, it's terrible. It's the same bonus for both for me, so. Right. Me too. I was just hoping for a second chance. <laughs> <laughs> so. So, Kinney, you, you don't uh, understand it completely, but a lot of his notes sort of uh, talk about, like, aberrations and mm. things like that and describe, like, um, tentacled creatures and um, worms that eat and uh, things of that nature. So, Yikes. So, as you guys are looking through this stuff and Entrellis is sitting with his hands and his legs tied... Uh, you see, um, he kind of starts to shake his head back and forth. And he's like, and his left eye kind of twitches a little bit. And then it sort of, um, s- starts to sink into the skull a little bit. Um, I mean, I mean, brain, huh? Oh, I, I immediately draw my rapier and point it at him. Okay. Can I go up to Antrellis and cast Lesser Restoration on him? You can. Okay. Uh, you touch a creature and it can end either one disease or one condition afflicting it. So. Okay, you you touch him. And um, when you do, he still is twitching. And then you see, like, down the side of his neck, it looks like something under his skin bulges down and goes down into the chest area. Yep. Uh, I make the sound of wiggling worms, and I, like, put the rapier to his chest, but I don't actually poke through. Yikes. So, and I'm ready an attack in case, like, he just turns into a horde of worms or something. All right, Kimmy and Rustler, since you're right there, you guys can both make me uh, perception or medicine checks, one or the other. Okay. As he starts to kind of convulse a little where he's sitting. They got to his brain. Alright, so, Rustler, uh, you definitely think that there is something alive inside of him. And as you are watching closely, uh, his chest starts to kind of bulge in the center. (laughs) Hello, hello, alien. Yeah, this is creepy. Uh, Let's see here. Let's see if I can use any of them. No, I, I just, I, I'm like defensive rapier stance, I guess, ready to attack whatever's going to come out of him because I'm going to assume he's. All right. So as you're ready, uh, Bree and Krona, what are you doing? As now you notice uh, him, like he's starting to convulse, and you see, like, he's just starting to drool, and there's a little blood in it coming out of his mouth. Yes, I'll pull out my shorts. Corona pulls out his scimitar and is kind of backing up a step like, ugh. <laughs> Alright, so as you do, you see the chest bulge, and then bulge again. And then in an erupting spray of gore from the torso, so like his chest just bursts, you see him sort of like flopping back as this happens, and this small, shellless, crab-like creature with many legs Yikes. and a fanged maw dripping with greenish venom emerges from his chest in a burst. Its tiny winking eyes cover its body and limbs, so it's got little blinky eyes all over its every appendage, everywhere, this little eyes blinking. Oh, lovely. But most horrifying of all, 
is within a distended, pulsating, translucent rubine sac on the creature's back is a glistening human brain. <laughs> and I think we'll stop there. <laughs> you know, let us use our ready to actions. We can use them next time. <laughs> oh man! Once, once an attack happens, there's point of no return there. Pretty much. So, uh, <laughs> so we will stop there as this creature emerges from Entrellis in this moment, and he uh, appears to flop back and like gurgle his last gurgle. Hmm. Or Entrellis. Creeptastic. And you see this this wonderful little creature oh. crawl its way out. Uh, I'm glad Thanks I'm on that. the other side of the bridge. Thanks for putting that in your brain before I go to dinner. I'm sorry. Mm. Well, theater of the mind is much worse. I don't know how, but I pictured it worse. <laughs> um, so I pictured quite as bad. I mean, it was it was different, but it was probably just as bad. Oh yeah, I, I I hate like chest bulge things. Those things are creepy. But now I have two awful images in my head: the one I created and the one you gave me. Hooray! <laughs> That's what I'm here for. Well. <laughs> so, uh, so we will be back in two weeks. Um, and if Scott wants to come back, he is more than welcome to come back as Rustler. Or Rustler may just decide this is too much and take off and well. leave the situation. I mean, he might. He might. He might. <laughs> If you gotta pull him on autopilot, he'll probably flee. <laughs> we will. We will find out in our in our next part of the adventure. But until then, the crazy old man has died from the many-legged thing as it emerges from his chest cavity. I feel so bad. Not really. I do. <laughs> I've probably had many many encounters with him in the forest and have thought he's been an, a nutter for years. He drives me crazy. <laughs> he is a bit of a nutter. But he means well, or he did. Yeah. So, so yes indeed, he he has collapsed and died and you guys are now faced with this many-legged, many-eyed abomination of a creature. Yikes. And all of the eyes look at all of you and you see your reflections in in the uh, eyeballs as it's watching you. <laughs> Yikes. Except for Not Dustin me. who is sitting on the other side watching the door <laughs> intently for anything bad to happen. That's right. No one's getting through this door. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right then. So uh, we're done. So I guess I'll do, uh, if anybody wants to do any plugs, uh, I know that Scott, you have. Okay. Uh, I'm not very good with these, but I have my own channel on Twitch. It's uh, Scotty underscore hood with the O's being zeros, no caps. And I run a Adventures in Tranquil C campaign, which is uh Portnar and Zaru, very aquatic themed campaign. And I also run, or that's Saturdays at 7 Eastern Standard. And then Fridays on Eastern Standard Time, I run a new campaign setting called Retroverse, which is supposed to be like very 90s, 80s action stuff like Power Rangers and Darkwing Duck and, you know, all that cool stuff. Awesome. It's really good. I watch both of them when I can. Darkwing Duck. You should watch it, Casey. And then. It's Dylan. Dylan does some online yes. fun. Uh, this Saturday at 6.30 on PowerScore RPG, um, I'm going to be doing dinosaur racing as Pletal Plop on my Triton Sorceress. 
Uh, I do believe Jeanette and Scott will be there. Oh, so. yeah. Oh, yeah. I should have mentioned that. <laughs> yep. Rain, Rain the Moon Elf will be back from her, her week-long recuperation. Ready to dinosaur then, race. Then, then, then. Next Thursday, I will be on Off the Table, a DM uh, advice show talking about playing and DMing for evil characters. Mm-hmm. So that should be really fun. And then uh, next weekend, the weekend after the one coming up, uh, the 1st, 2nd, and 3rd of May, or June, excuse me, uh, on Power Square RPG, I should be on the post-Stream of Many Eyes talk show Very nice. to talk about the new D&D adventure. So that should be fun, too. That is awesome. And I will be back with these guys in two weeks here at 4.30 Eastern Time, uh, again on my channel here, jebriggs79 on Twitch. Um, also, I'm going to be on Off the Table this Thursday night, and we're supposed to talk about uh, DMs and organizing and how you keep everything kind of in order and organized for your game, which sometimes I'm great at and sometimes I'm not, but you know, <laughs> I have my methods. So yeah, I will be on, it's uh, 8 o'clock Eastern Time uh, on Off the Table's Twitch channel, so that's what I'm doing this week. Alright, so if no one else, do, you, do any of you guys doing anything fun? Nope. Oh, okay. You'll be back here in two weeks. That's amazing. I'll be here in two oh, weeks. Yeah. More dust than standing in the door. Yes. <laughs> will, will will this is this is the ending of the episode? Will Dustin come across the bridge or won't he? Find out next time <laughs> on Uncanny Adventures. Probably not. The Haunted Hamlet of Ravens Hill. All right, guys, we're going by. Bye. <laughs> Thank you for joining us for Uncanny Adventures podcast. Come back next time to continue our adventures.